Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. On J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. We've been asking today, best team in the NFL right now, Bills or Eagles, but we've also been dealing a lot with the fallout from Kyrie Irving's social media post where he amplified a, um, a, a documentary based on a book with... Um, you know, that among other things, quotes the elders of Zion, uh, anti-Jewish propaganda, and also a, a fake quote from Hitler <laughs> that's supposed to show some wisdom about Jewish people. People were obviously upset at Kyrie, and Kyrie has been suspended five games without pay. The Brooklyn Nets suspended him for at least five games without pay, at least five games. Thursday, as yesterday, dismayed by his repeated failure to, quote, unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. Kyrie later issued an apology for a social media post last week about a book and movie that feature those anti-Semitic tropes. Um, Kyrie refused to apologize during a post-practice media session earlier Thursday. The Nets subsequently said Kyrie is, quote, unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets, end quote. In an Instagram post after the suspension, Kyrie wrote in part, quote, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. Okay. By the way, I'm Jewish. Apology accepted. You know, I'm ready to turn the page. Not everybody is. Um, And the suspension at this moment stands at least five games. Stephen A. Smith from First Take, of course, joins us now. Stephen A., good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good, good. What what was your reaction when you heard Kyrie been suspended? Uh, Sad. Um, It's about time. Uh, it definitely was necessary. It definitely was warranted because he had not just one chance, but two chances in front of the cameras and the microphones uh, to, you know, clarify his position um, and to show contrition of uh, obviously something that uh, one would deem, most of us would deem pretty heinous uh, to put something on Twitter where you come across as promoting or supporting. Uh, this belief that the Holocaust did not exist, that it was a fabrication, is incredibly incendiary and insulting uh, to the Jewish community. And, you know, this society has no place for that. We all know it. Uh, We all know that it's simply something that you do not do. Um, And he did that and then would not own it, Uh, would not stand before the cameras and the microphones and acknowledge that he was wrong, that he was ill-informed, and more importantly, uh, that he owed the Jewish community an apology for that. It was only after he was suspended uh, that that statement came last night. It was clearly uh, assisted. He clearly did not do it on his own uh, because it appears to be an extreme struggle for him 
to simply apologize. And so because of that, um, I don't think it left the Nets organization much choice. Uh, Clearly, they were stealing some heat from Commissioner Adam Silver. There's no doubt about that. But in the same breath, Joe Sy had given him ample opportunities uh, to address this matter in in an acceptable fashion. And his flat-out refusal to do so um, left Joe Sy no choice. And I think that I don't think this will be just five games. As a matter of fact, I'll be shocked if it is just five games. By the the way, um, the Holocaust denial would come as a great surprise. My, my, my youngest daughter, Mira, is named after my great-grandmother, Miriam. And it would come as a great shock to Miriam to hear about the denial because she was shot by the Nazis in the Yespateria ditch, one of the six million who were killed, right? So, yes, it is extremely yeah. offensive. You know, and on the other hand, I don't think it was his intention. I think he was, he was, right. he was looking to, to amplify a, a, a black empowerment. But the collateral damage was, pro, you know, horrible anti-Jewish and false propaganda and, and then did not apologize when he had the chance. Stephen A. Smith from First Take joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Go ahead, uh, Key. No, I was going to ask you, Stephen A., why do you think Kyrie has handled the situation the way that he has? Wow. Um, that's, you know, that's just me going off of what I know about the guy. I just think that Kyrie is a guy that is clearly inquisitive. Um, he's in search of knowledge. I don't believe that he's an evil person that means to hurt anybody. Um, I think the problem is, is that he thinks and he considers himself to be enlightened. And I think that's where you've heard me utter the words snobbish in the past, where he believes that he's on a certain level and most of us are beneath him. And the level of intellect that he possesses is what most of us are lacking. And because of that, when he spews whatever it is that he spews, there is literally an innate part of him that has the mentality, who are you to question me? And because that's his mentality, when confronted by people who do probe and who do ask questions and do so in a pressing, dare I say, confrontational matters, um, it's off-putting to him. It's incredibly offensive to him, and that what, that's what forces him to double down because the last thing he's going to do is to concede anything to people he views as not on his level. And when you combine that with the fact that he is a professional athlete, a sensational one at that, who makes an inordinate amount of money compared to the average everyday person in our society and throughout the world, that buffers that level of thinking that he has. And that you get that, Keyshawn, when you hear him utter words like, you know, I'm trying to educate folks. I'm trying to be a beacon of light. Well, before it was with the vaccine. Prior to that, it was with, you know, the bubble and it was with social justice issues. And now it's with this. Somehow, some way, he believes the level of intellect that he possesses far exceeds that of many, many other people. And that leads him to taking the positions that he takes. And again, he's not thinking that he's being insensitive and he's not intentionally trying to harm or to hurt anybody. He just believes that his knowledge far exceeds everybody else, which is what makes it very, very difficult for you to tell him anything, which is in all likelihood why he finds himself in this position this morning. 
Stephen A., what does this mean for Kevin Durant? Well, it means that Kevin Durant is going to be on the Brooklyn Nets devoid of a superstar teammate. Um, and that they're going to have to win by committee instead of playing two-on-five basketball. Um, for all intents and purposes, who knows, that might end up being the best thing that could have happened to Kevin Durant. But I do believe that this is an indictment against him to some degree in this regard. The fact of the matter is he's been conspicuously quiet in this whole ordeal. He's had nothing to say. Uh, and it's just a reminder that what Kevin Durant wants to do is play basketball and go home. He doesn't want all of this other stuff, which I can't blame him for. The problem is is that Kevin Durant is of the mindset that he is a basketball player who can really, really ball that is playing on this team. He's not the leader or the franchise player we all expect him to be because of his ability to play the game of basketball and his commitment to doing it on an excellent level. He doesn't want the other responsibilities that come along with it. That gave Kyrie the baton to be that kind of person, which is what Kyrie wanted to do all along. And as a result, he finds himself in this situation where he signs a four-year, $198 million extension that was scheduled to kick in this season. And before a day of it was honored, he's asking out. He wants out. Joe signed and Nets wouldn't grant him that because they know there was no way in hell they was going to get equitable compensation for Kevin Durant. So they kept him on board. Obviously, Kyrie was there. And as a result, you find yourself in this situation. Kevin Durant has nothing to do with what Kyrie elected to do on a personal level. But, you know, from an ancillary perspective, the bottom line is, is that this is your guy. The Brooklyn Nets, as you know this, Jay, the Brooklyn Nets would have never had Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn if Kevin Durant didn't want him. They brought Kyrie Irving to the Brooklyn Nets because Kevin Durant wanted Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. And Kyrie Irving has gotten away with everything since he's arrived there because he's had the backing of Kevin Durant to some degree. That's the reality of the situation, and that's where that's where Kevin Durant's hands are dirty in this. Stephen A. Smith, all everything at ESPN, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Stephen A., you obviously have your ears to the ground in the NBA and other sports as well, but in particular because this is an NBA matter. And you just mentioned Kevin Durant wanted Kyrie in Brooklyn to play alongside of him. Could yes, LeBron sir. James want Kyrie Irving in Los Angeles right about now? Could that be something that removes him from Brooklyn? Could the Lakers take that on? I, I can tell you that LeBron James will want it. The reason why LeBron James would want it is because at the end, and when the dust settles, he'd want that brother on the basketball court with him compared to what he's got on the basketball court with him right now. That's just a fact. But the reality is, if you're the Lakers organization, um, and if you're LeBron James, the businessman, not the basketball player, and the Jewish community, and Max would be more equipped to answer that than me, but the Jewish community itself is is standing up and saying, this is not somebody we believe should be a part of any organization. That would be a tough pill for 
the Los Angeles Lakers to follow, for any organization to follow at this particular moment in time. Now, obviously, we live in a day and time where things subside and ultimately you are what you are and you might have this stain on your resume, this stain on your name, even on your career. But in the end, you ball out and you go out there and you play and people feel the way that they feel about you. But in the same breath, okay, just shut the hell up and go play. Um, And they can tolerate that. Um, and eventually, they will definitely get to that point with Kyrie Irving, I believe. Uh, but the, the but the bottom line is is that that's a tough pill for an organization to deal with at this particular moment in time. But to answer your question directly, could LeBron James stomach that and deal with that? If Kyrie Irving could be on the basketball court to play with him, he might not admit it. But the answer would be hell yeah. Yeah, and by the way, right now, from 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 the point of view of acquiring basketball goods, right? Kyrie is a distressed yeah. commodity, so you would get him on the cheap in terms of what you have to give yes. up to get him. And I can tell you as Correct. a Jewish person, that and a Lakers fan, by the way, that, yeah, as of course, you know, he's apologized. And, and, and the mm-hmm. kind of people that, that you got to worry about are the people who are, you know, hanging swastikas off of the bridge in, in L.A., not Kyrie Irving. You know, as a Jewish person, I'm not worried Correct. about Kyrie Irving. So, so he apologized. And the Lakers could go get them. Yeah, you know what the Jewish fans are in L.A.? They're basketball fans. They're Lakers fans. They want their team to win. Um, and so, so, like, I think that's something that's not, you know, beyond the realm of possibility, even though, obviously, Los Angeles has a big Jewish population. Well, let me throw this at y'all. I don't think this will happen, but let's entertain this possibility. There is the possibility that Joe Sy and the Nets could be so fed up particularly with the strong Jewish population in Brooklyn, that they just say, Kyrie, stay home. They don't move him. They don't trade him. They just say, we're done. But we're not about to do you any favors by sending you someplace that you can end up winning at. I don't think that would happen. I think there's a very long shot that it would happen. But never rule out those kind of possibilities when you talk about organizations and a league that's hell-bent on sending a message so certain behavior ain't replicated. How much of this, You can't rule anything out. How much of this is Kyrie, you know, I, I was talking about it earlier, Stephen A. There's like a conflation on the one hand. Well, he said, you know, he, he amplified this very bad thing. That's not really why he didn't apologize right away, right? It's because he was being told to, and he doesn't like to be told what to do. And so it took a little while, but then he issued the statement. Right. How much of that is really Kyrie just getting caught up in his own stubbornness, not liking, you know, Steve, sometimes I'm the coach. Sometimes Steve Nash is the coach. He doesn't like to be told what to do. That's, I think that has everything to do with it. But you also have to take into account some of the things that he said. He talked about our history, and there is a history there. Let's give this man credit from this perspective. There is a history of indentured servitude. There is a history of slavery. There is a history of Jim Crow laws. There is a history of an abundance of things that have had a profoundly detrimental effect on the black community in the United States of America. So when he talked about folks keeping that same energy, there isn't a black person alive that did not hear nor relate to nor comprehend where Kyrie Irving was coming from. So in that regard, that's absolutely correct. And one could easily argue that that may have contributed to his defiance. The whole point is fair enough. But in the end, the Jewish community is has been a disenfranchised community in and of itself. They have been victimized in and of themselves. 
We all know this, as you stated, Max, you are a Jewish individual. You know your history a hell of a lot better than I do about the Jewish community. So you can speak to that. And the reality is, is that when you when you put something on Twitter that basically indicates that their history is false, but then you claim you meant no harm or anything like that. You have to elaborate extensively, especially when you pride yourself on being an intellectual that far exceeds the intelligence of normal men. When you have that kind of attitude and that kind of, and that, and that kind of, 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 of arrogance there, I say, the fact of the matter is people are going to call you on the carpet to explain yourself. And when you get your back up and you're defiant because you don't want to, quote unquote, bow down to the mob coming in your direction, you know, insisting and demanding an apology. Well, you, it's misplaced because the mob, as you would say, is the media, the messenger asking you a question, but the commissioner of the league that you play in is Jewish. You know, you have people in the community in Brooklyn who are Jewish. You have people sitting courtside, you know, against speaking out against anti-Semitism, clearly there just to make a point against you making that point they're in your face so you have now made it uncomfortable you've compromised potentially the bottom line of the national basketball association and nobody's guilty of doing that than you you were supposed to be playing basketball what you did was you took it upon yourself to take this action and then when held accountable for it you did not want to show any level of contrition whatsoever. So those are the kind of things that are being held against him at this particular moment in time. He had Saturday night to apologize. He had Monday to apologize. He refrained from doing so. He was given that opportunity, not just on one, but two occasions by the Brooklyn Nets, and he passed. And so when he passed, he really incriminated himself even more because once you issued the apology after the suspension, it showed that this is something that you could have done Saturday or Monday but had refused to do, and only when you suffered consequences were you willing to take the position of trying to give an apology. And even in giving that apology, you still weren't specific enough in your in, in you denying or you apologizing for indicating that the Holocaust never existed. So you have people that are looking at him that way and saying, what the hell is wrong with this guy? He just doesn't get it. It's always something with Kyrie, it seems. That's Stephen A. Smith, ladies and gentlemen. First take coming up in 42 minutes. Thanks, Stephen A. All right. So, guys, something Stephen A. said toward the end there is interesting to me because he was focusing on the fact that the commissioner of the league is Jewish and mm-hmm. and there are you know big Jewish population in Brooklyn where the Nets play, et cetera. But as a Jewish man, the lessons that you learn from your culture, and Key and I have talked about this. Key apologized for Kanye. Key, you don't have to do that, but felt embarrassed by a member of a group with whom you associate yourself, right, with – behaving in a way that you feel embarrasses you <clears throat> because you don't think it's a, a good representation of you, right? Well, because there are... It's a culture I come from. I don't care if Kyrie was talking about someone who's Jewish or black or Asian or gay or any kind of group that would be... that If he amplified a message that lied about and demonized that group, it would, I would be the... I'd have the exact same position. And I my hope would be, Key... That a lot of the Jewish people who are offended, and I know many of them would, would also have the same position. You know, whether or not it was specifically about Jewish people. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but because, you know, I, I kind of get 
with you saying, Max, but at the same time, I look at it and I say, you know, he apologized a million different times. So I kind of don't really know when somebody apologizes and they, you know, like does saying sorry, does that really mean he apologized? Does he have real uh, feelings? Like what? what is it that will make him, does he feel forced to have to say sorry? Seems uh, that way, right? It's just... Can I, can I just tell you, man, it, it's um, everything deserves to be called out, right? So anti-Semitism is not okay. No. Um, you know, also the genocide that's happening in China with Uyghurs is not okay. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that I don't hear people speak out about. You know, there's certain things that get inflamed. And when something affects the bottom line, that's when it's time to speak out on it. Because, oh, it's affecting my bottom line. It's affecting business, which... I get, but I just want to make sure that we keep the energy for all things that are not happening correctly because it feels like at times we pick and choose things that are just there. That's why when Daryl Morey made the comment he did on Twitter and people were getting on Morey at the time, I'm like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Come on, what man. What Morey is saying is right. It doesn't matter like, what I don't your hear Joe Sai talk are. about that at all. And once I, two different things, but it's like, oh, pick and choose our spots. That's all I'm saying, man. It just no, you, it you, has this element of being hypocritical that it really bothers me internally. Well, I think a lot you of it maintain though, Jay, a righteous too, position. Exactly, uh, man. A, a lot of it too, Jay, is you also got to remember who the person is. It's Kyrie Irving, and because of that, it's going to inflame it even more than what normally somebody would say. Something, you know, it's Kanye West. That's just it's just what happens in the situation because there's a history there of certain behavior that make a person go, well, wait a minute, he's doing this again? He's doing something No, I, I, I get it, Key. I you get know, that, but that's and, why I always go back to the macro about the platform. Let's just be real about it because we always have real conversations. You know, when there are media right deals being put in place, that a lot of revenue at stake, you know, people aren't going to be willing to step up and speak about a lot of things because it can affect the bottom line. That, that's what I'm just bringing that goes to bigger Kyrie, point. too, by the way. Why do you know, the apology didn't come till after he's losing it five, the five game checks, right? I hear you. But people have, by the people <laughs> well, have. See, but see, Max, you say the apology. That's where I. That's why I'm taken back because I'm like the dude apologized. Like he, it was an apology, but you know what? It wasn't the way people wanted it to sound. He wasn't going to give in. In other words, you, until uh, it some people' his line. words are just different. I, I, that's why key, I'm I, I, key. I largely agree with you. I largely agree with no, you. I'm I was ready saying, to turn like, the page right? yesterday. I yeah. mean, it's like some people' words are just different. That's all. That's the only thing I'll be tripping off of is stuff yeah. like that. But it does yeah. feel to me like the words were a little extra different because he didn't want to be told what to do. You know what I mean? And then. And that, no, and Max, yeah. that could be true. Do you yeah. ever want to be told what to do? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying it's not a very human reaction. And for some people, more than others, in fact. And in fact, I'm one of those people, so I get it. And I like, who wants you, to be told what to do? And especially if you have his mind his thought process yeah. right he's into something he's into a whole nother world of thoughts yeah and he don't want to be told what to do let me tell by him, nobody let me tell everyone what to do is a pretty good rule of thumb if you see a quote from hitler or the grand wizard or the kkk or something like that you know maybe don't amplify that in a way that's supposed to be positive that's uh, that's telling you what to do is probably a good rule of thumb all right um this conversation i'm sure is going to be going out and conversations like it across espn platforms uh, today and it will be touched on on this just in this 2 just PM in at two Eastern. p.m. Has post on a... We're presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Guys, should the Giants do everything they can to keep Saquon Barkley? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, I don't be a you, can, you can follow us on the ESPN app. You can listen to us live on the app. Everyone got a phone, even Key's sister. Everyone got a phone nowadays, right? <laughs> she's, she's listening. Max, you better be careful. Wait, what's your sister's name, Key? Oh, no, no, you can't say it out loud. No, no, pardon me, pardon me. All right, Key Sister, you know who you are. So listen, I'm talking to you right now, Key Sister. You don't need to be in the car or in the shower to hear your brother on the radio. All you have to do is with this phone, is it a smartphone, Key? Does she have a smartphone or an old school phone? Absolutely, man. She ain't got what you do. She messing around. Sometimes older people who get the phone for the first time, they got the big buttons and stuff, right? Because by that time, they're nearsighted and stuff. (laughs) A couple years ago, speaking of that, a couple years ago, Jerry, Jerry Jones was working with a flip phone. Yeah, right, exactly. But if she, but if you have a smartphone, Key's sister, you go to the ESPN app, click on the lower right-hand corner of the app, scroll down to live radio. You can hear your baby brother on the radio or wherever you are on your phone. All right. Sean Alexander, former Seattle Seahawks running back and NFL MVP is with us now. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys, I actually love y'all's show. I've got so many friends. It'd be like, man... You know, Keyshawn, Jay Will, man. You guys are doing a great job, y'all, man. So it's, y'all keep it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Sean, man. So Sean's going to be attending the Alabama LSU game this weekend, the 26th Ooh. anniversary of his 96 freshman year, where he ran for a tidy 291 yards and Damn. four TDs against LSU. What was that, in the season or for a game? What? We're going to ask him more about that <laughs> in a few minutes. 291 with four TDs. Sean, how surprised are you by the uh, Seahawks, you know, the fact that they're leading the NFC West? I am uh, so proud of Geno Smith. Uh, I'm, uh, I think Kenneth uh, Walker is playing great, man. It, it, it is surprising, but, like, that's the culture that we tried to create when I was there. You know, we, we got there and they had three times they'd ever been to playoffs, and we wanted to shift their culture and make them win in and 
four four division championships, five playoffs in a row, and then you know we all leave, and then comes in Marshawn and Russ and Pete, and they carry on the torch. So it's it's the culture that that uh, we're just proud that we got to be a part of creating. But I did not see it coming, so I'm, I'm pretty hyped. Sean, I, I want to ask you about Russell Wilson. Obviously, there's, there's been struggles out for him in Denver. First off, like, what do you what do you make of the everything? Let's ride, and and, and I'm just asking. Isn't that the coolest? Hey, hey, Sean, isn't that the coolest? Isn't that the coolest? Sean rocks with Let's her, so I gotta ask it. You know what I mean? The way oh, we would so, ask it, and then ultimately, like, where, where do you think he can go? Is Nathaniel Hackett the right guy for the job? Jay thinks it's just the coolest, right, Jay? <laughs> Let's ride. Uh, uh, you, you know, R- Russ is like family to me, so I, I love him. And so I think that he's trying to do stuff to kind of create a good culture and kind of get everybody going in the right direction. That just wasn't that wasn't a move, you know. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> too late now. But what do you I think? think of- yeah, and so what's going on is new coach, new system, and the things that Russ used to do in the Seahawk locker room. They kind of let everybody be themselves because everybody was just going to go perform. And so they're still trying to figure that out in, in Denver. And so you didn't have to tell Marshawn to go get it. You didn't have to go tell the Legion Boom to go get it. They was going to go get it. And so Russ is trying to figure out how to be himself and still lead as a quarterback mm. with this new group of team. And so it, it kind of looks messy, and that's, that's what it looks like right now. Yeah. Sean, you know, when you let's get back to Seattle a little bit. When you, when you talk about the Seahawks and you look at what you were there with Coach Holmgren and, and everything, you guys certainly, like you said, had it rolling and then Pete comes, and they get it rolling again, and then they shift to this Russell Wilson, no more Marshawn Lynch. We're going to, for about four years, we're going to try to let Russell Wilson throw the football all over the lot to win a championship. That didn't work. And ultimately, Russell Wilson felt a certain way. He wanted to leave. Pete said, bye, see you later. Everybody went crazy because no quarterback was there except Geno Smith. Early in the season, not even early in the season, in the springtime when this happened, I tried to tell Max Kellerman on my show that it's going to be the same thing yeah. with Geno Smith. Couldn't believe it. That it was with Russell Wilson early on with Pete Carroll. Run the football, play defense, quarterback, don't make any mistakes. Are you seeing some of the same things from the early years of Pete Carroll now with the Seahawks? Well, they John has done an incredible job with Pete of just drafting the right guys. I mean, you know, when they got Russell, they also got Bobby Wagner, and they created the Legion of Boom. And here you're seeing it again. A couple of real strong linebackers. Some DBs are going to get in the ball. I mean, you're, you're seeing the same thing happen again. And Gino and Russell are a little bit different. Russ gets out of the pocket to make plays, but Gino is, is, is uh, really just hitting the right guys. And so – they're a little bit different, but overall, it's the same formula. And uh, I think, you know, I always like defense and run the ball, you know, and they've got that. Kenneth is a, a great, great running back. And so if he stays healthy, they got a shot to beat anybody. Let's talk about a great, great running back. Sean Alexander, former Seattle Seahawks running back and NFL MVP with Keyshawn J. Willemax right now. Sean, what do you remember about that? 291 yard four touchdown game in 96. Man, if I were you and I, no one would better be able to even look at me again, let alone talk to me. As soon as someone tried to talk, they'll talk to me, man. I rushed for 291 with four TDs. What, what more can you tell us about the, what do you remember about that? What can you tell us about the Sean Alexander Freshman Player of the Year Award? You know, we had the iconic Gene Stallings as the head coach, and so he was just such a disciplinarian guy, and 
And uh, what was funny was that night before Montoya Madden, who was the sophomore four-string running back, I was the third-string running back, uh, we were playing video games at night because we knew we weren't going to get in the game. And we probably stayed up to about 3 o'clock in the morning. And so we get the game going on, and it's about the second quarter. And they're like, yeah, Alexander. So I go out there from one carry, 17 yards. That We get in halftime, we're up 7 nothing, And I'm telling Montoya, bro, I used, to get in high, I used to get hot like this in high school, man, nights like this. And I'm over just talking mess. And they like, yeah, Alexander, you're going to go back in the game. And Dennis got hurt. Curtis got hurt. The next carry is a 72-yard touchdown. So I got two carries, 80-something yards rushing, you know, and, and here we go. So it was one of those things, like, we didn't see that night happening like that. But um, but uh, it did. It was it was wonderful. 291 with four TDs. Sean well, Alexander. He carried, that, he carried that to the league, though. Same sort yeah. of thing. It was light yeah. work. They don't hand out NFL MVPs just for nothing. It's light work. No, he, what, 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 what did you score? Was it 30? What did you have in a year rushing TDs? Was it like 32 or something? 20, uh, 27. 27. 27. I knew it was something crazy. 27 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were talking uh, about I came out of seven games that year. Oh, so yeah. I had eight, 28 touchdowns and literally – and didn't play in seven fourth quarters. <laughs> How about it was if it was a seven? Wow, even man. with that, in a seventeen game schedule, you get your thirty. <laughs> you get your thirty oh, in yeah. seventeen games. Sean Alexander. All right, quickly, Sean Alexander, freshman player of the year award. Before you get out of here, tell us about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I got um, asked by the Writers Association to be a part of. Mike Griffin won the writers. He's with Georgia now. He was he was a Bama B writer when I was a freshman. And, um, and he asked me to come help about five, six years ago, picking the freshman All-American team. And then the next year, they're like, yeah, we're going to name it after a person. And they're like, yeah, we think it should be you. And humbled, honored, you know what I mean? And, and uh, we, we kind of rallied around four, ki- four criterias. Talent, I mean, it has to just jump off the screen. Uh, that they would have, uh, we call them legends, you know, anybody that played, they look like an NFL talent. Uh, that they would have great character and be an ambassador to the university. And um, and we, uh, Trevor Lawrence was our first one five years ago. Kenneth Gainesville was with the Eagles and I had a great night last night. Uh, he won his next year. Will Anderson uh, won it two years ago. Brock Bowers last year out of Georgia's tight end. And, uh, and now this year we've, we just announced the Fab 14 as the 14th semifinalist. Um, super pumped. It's a, it's a great honor to have the, the freshman player of the year uh, named after me. And uh, it's been really cool to, to watch uh, the selection go through and uh, us pick this next great, uh, we call him the prince of college football, the mm. next great, the next great star. So uh, it's pretty cool. Sean Alexander, former Seattle Seahawks running back and NFL MVP. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate hearing from you this morning. All Good right, luck to your squad, Sean. Hey, no doubt, guys. All right. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. We're, Roll we're, Tide with all that money. Yeah, somehow they'll still be there, right? Somehow when the playoff rolls around, right, Key? You think like so? It's, yeah, you think I, so? It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's Nick Saban. It's, it's Alabama. It, 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 you heard what Max just said. It's Nick Saban. Yeah. It's, it, they, certain people you don't mess with. Don't mess with them. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. So look at this here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Keen ESPN live. Radio. Look at this. ESPN uh, Radio Pick'em Challenge. Remember when we were dragging uh, the line? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in fourth place now? Yeah, but we're tied, no, we're we're tied, tied for second, for second with, with Greeny. Oh, don't let us start winning this. I'm talking Wait, trash on. to everybody so, so Freddie and Fitzsimmons are 14, 9, and 1. Uh, Greenies uh, at thir- 13, 10, and 1. Uh, Spain and Fitz, alive. 13, 10, and 1. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 13, 10, and 1. First of all, from now on, Pat, put us, if it's all tied, put us on the top. So it's the first exactly. place. Sounds better. Yeah. So let me do that again. Freddie and Fitzsimmons are in first place, 14, 9, and 1. Then Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max at 13, 10, and 1. Yeah, why would he put a this yeah? See that self sabotaging. You see what I'm saying with him? though? he's like he that dude that worked with us, but he wants us to fail so bad. Well, he's from Philly, you know? man. You got to get you know this is to be expected. Hey, 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 I've hey, never hey, wanted hey. anything more than to sabotage you all <laughs> because of how much hate you guys have for Philly. Greeny, hey, Spain, Claus, Greeny and Spain man. and Fitz at 13, 10, and well, 1. Right under KJM at 13, 10, and 1. Then Barton Hahn at 11, 12, and 1. And Canty and Carlin 10, 13, and 1. Guys, if we have a good week. We're going to move into first place. No, don't Y'all start thinking about being undefeated. Just right. focus Y'all on one game at a time. We right. Focus on one yeah, game right. at a time. I'm undefeated. That's what I'm saying. This game right here. All right. Sorry. All right. Week nine games, guys. Dolphins minus five at the Bears in Chicago. What do we think here? Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the Dolphins on this one, man. Minus the five and a half in Chicago. You don't <laughs> really know what the weather's going to be. And I understand that it feels play well against the Cowboys, but – the Dolphins, they got something going cooking right now. They just picked up Chubb. We know what that defense is about. Those two receivers, they got a nice running game. Yeah, I said it, and I'm taking the Dolphins. 
See, just hearing him talk positively about the Dolphins is making me very concerned. Nervous, huh? I, yeah. I don't know if I like what it. What do you I, mean? I've been talking I, positive about it. Not really. But now, now you're really you're, you're doing the extra Keyshawn lean into it kind of thing, and that makes me... Know what, though, Jay? Think about it. Uh, the, the Bears uh, were hanging tough with teams and not really getting blown out until they faced the Cowboys, a really good team. They got beat up, and that's also a warm-weather team, right? The Dolphins, now that they just acquired Bradley Chubb on top of what they already had, I think they're one of those teams. I think they're going to cover the five. All right, so I'm taking out of it. All right, take me out. That's cool. Take me out of it. Y- y- y'all got the Dolphins. Y'all outrule me. What? Outnumber me. So we you got really? You think so, the Bears so are going to beat the spread? I didn't say, I think, maybe so. I'm, I'm like a little bit what? concerned about this. Game. I understand your concern, but they're going to turn on you, Jay. I'm telling you. All right, look. No, okay. no, 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 they're not. They're not when I've been riding with them from day one. They're going to come. No, nah, they ain't never rocking with you. You were in that division. They ain't never rocking with the you. The Bills <laughs> are 11 like and a half point favorites at the Jets. Do the Jets cover this key? See, or the not key nervous? <laughs> Jets beat this spread. What do you think? No, I'm taking the Bills, and I'm taking that. I'm taking that 11 and a half minus 11 and a half. The Jets are look, man. Zach Wilson didn't play well last week. Okay, no Brees Hall. The secondary doesn't really concern me against the Jets because of the quarterback that the Jets have. And, Due for a good game. Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, I don't 11 and a half so. is a lot of points, man. It's they a got lot me of last points. week. It's not college, kids. The NFL, 11 and a half last, points. They got me last week. And, but and the Buffalo, Bills two TDs. In Buffalo, unleashes on people. And right now, they got to start hitting their stride. They got to stop. They can't play around. You know, Naeem Hines is over there now. I mean, I'm just telling you. Von Miller I'll, I'll coming take, across that edge. I said around Buffalo that owes corner. me from last week. I'll take Buffalo to cover. You think a touchdown and a couple of field goals and two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. I, all right, game all right. You guys are both taking Buffalo to cover. I'd have taken the Jets to beat, the, but doesn't matter because I'm outvoted two to one. Rams at Bucks. The yeah, Bucks are three yuck. point favorites at home. Oh, what a horrible. What game. do you think, Key? Cannon. Uh, yeah, I'm cannon. taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks in this situation, and the reason yeah. I'm taking them is because I think the Tom Brady. You know, all the stuff you and Jake talked about for about a month, his personal life that I wouldn't dive into, I could dive into it now. That's over with. Everybody knows he gets relaxed. You're divorced. You got to take care of your kids. You're doing a great thing, right. Brady. He gained a little weight, according to Max. He doesn't look as skeletal. <laughs> no, he looks anymore. as skinny as that. Yeah, his you, face you see looks, the last one that came out? His face little... looks gaunt and sucked in. But I, I have to. I, but <laughs> hey, look. Mm-hmm. It does. I'm he taking the Bucks, kissy, man. Fishy face. The Rams, they look, got the some banged up going, players. Cooper the Cup. through a hard t- thing. It's a real thing, guys. <laughs> yes, it's a real <laughs> thing. We know. Why Max, I've been through it. I'm Hell, I'm one of them. I'm serious, man. I've been through it too. That's what it looked like at the press conference, man. It looks. He looks gone. But I agree with Key. Now that it's in the rear view mirror a little bit more, he's had time to acclimate himself. Maybe I'm hoping, but I think Brady wins this game. I think the Buck. I think the Bucks win. So since. Right, what so do you there think, you go. Well, it doesn't matter what I think. You guys got me. All right. So yeah. we have we have <laughs> Dolphins covering, Bills covering, <laughs> and the Rams beating the spread. We are children. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The Bucks. The Bucks are yeah, Bucks Max, covering. Because you Bucks getting ready to screw it up. You Max. Bucks cover. Wait, wait. So wait, the Bucks win. Do they cover the three points? Yeah, that's yes. what we just talked about. We no. said they cover. That's what I don't we're think doing. We're taking the Dolphins. That's the whole point of doing this. Talking about spreads, Bucks. Damn. Damn, Max. You need to the get that Bucks prisoner. Damn, three. Max. You need three, to get that prisoner three. in you right now. Stupid, Max. You got Max unboxing today? No, yeah, Max, I got Max unboxing today. You got a lot of Max, shows. Max, you got man. enough money. Go get you some screen, Screaming Eagle. 
No, no. He already Screaming talked about Screaming Eagle. Screaming Eagle. It'd be Screaming yeah. Max when I get the bill for that thing. Screaming Eagle. <laughs> I looked Next it up. I'm like, like 10 with Max, I'm How much is it for Screaming Eagle? How much is it? Thousands I mean, you and can, thousands you can of get, dollars. You can get you them, from, you can get them in that. the mid-hundreds all the way up to whatever you could afford, Jay. No, I'm trying to get a cost-efficient <laughs> joint. Greeny is you can coming afford, up Jay. right after this program, and we are back at 6 a.m. Eastern in fourth on place. Monday morning. He's in fourth place. Here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.